0: Good morning and welcome to Meditating the Word. In just about 20 minutes a day, we are reading through the entire Bible this year. I'm Cherie, here to walk alongside you on this journey. If you have just found us, you can either continue from here or go back to day one and start from the beginning. Regardless of how you choose to travel with us, I'm so glad you're here. We are in the last month of our journey through the Bible. Only nine days left. This is day 356. Today, we are reading Hebrews 7 through 10 from the World English Bible. Ready to hear what God has for us today? Let's go. The letter to the Hebrews, chapters 7 through 10. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of God Most High, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham divided a tenth part of all, being first, by interpretation, king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, which means king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth out of the best plunder. They, indeed, of the sons of Levi, who receive the priest's office, have a commandment to take tithes from the people according to the law, that is, of their brothers." Though these have come out of the body of Abraham, but he whose genealogy is not counted from them has accepted tithes from Abraham and has blessed him who has the promises. But without any dispute, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Here people who die receive tithes, but there one receives tithes of whom it is testified that he lives We can say that through Abraham, even Levi, who receives tithes, has paid tithes, for he was yet in the body of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now if perfection was through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people have received the law, what further need was there for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek? and not be called after the order of Aaron. For the priesthood being changed, there is of necessity a change made also in the law. For he whom these things are said belongs to another tribe, from which no one has officiated at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord has sprung out of Judah, about which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. This is yet more abundantly evident if, after the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who has been made not after the law of a fleshly commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For it is testified, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. For there is an annulling of the foregoing commandment because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect, and a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. Inasmuch as he was not made priest without the taking of an oath, for they indeed have been made priests without an oath. But he, with an oath, by him that says of him, the Lord swore and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Many indeed have been made priests because they are hindered from continuing by death. But he, because he lives forever, has his priesthood unchangeable. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, seeing that he lives forever to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, holy, guiltless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who doesn't need, like those high priests, to offer up sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. For he did this once for all, when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men as high priests who have weakness, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints a son forever who has been perfected. Now in the things which we are saying, the main point is this, we have such a high priest who sat down on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a servant of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices Therefore, it is necessary that this high priest also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, seeing there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. Even as Moses was warned by God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, See you shall make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which on better promises has been given as law. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they didn't continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind. I will also write them on their heart. I will be their God, and they will be my people. They will not teach every man his fellow citizen, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from their least their greatest, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. In that he says a new covenant, he is made the first obsolete, but that which is becoming obsolete and grows aged is near to vanishing away. Now indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and an earthly sanctuary, for a tabernacle was prepared. In the first part were the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the holy place. After the second veil was the tabernacle, which is called the holy of holies, having a golden altar of incense, And the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which was a gold pot holding the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant, and above it cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat, of which things we can't speak now in detail. Now these things, having been thus prepared, the priests go in continually into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the services, but into the second, the high priest alone, once in the year, not without blood, which he offers for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Spirit is indicating this, that the way into the holy place wasn't yet revealed while the first tabernacle was still standing. This is a symbol of the present age, where gifts and sacrifices are offered that are incapable, concerning the conscience, of making the worshiper perfect being only with foods and drinks and various washings, fleshly ordinances, imposed until a time of reformation. But Christ, having come as a high priest of the coming good things through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, nor yet through the blood of goats and calves, but... Through his own blood, entered in once for all into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling those who have been defiled, sanctify to the cleanness of the flesh, how much more? Will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without defect to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant, since a death has occurred for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant, that those who have been called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a last will and testament is, there must of necessity be the death of him who made it. For a will is in force when there has been death, for it is never in force while he who made it lives. Therefore, even the first covenant has not been dedicated without blood. For when every commandment had been spoken by Moses to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of the calves and the goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. He sprinkled the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry in the same way with the blood. According to the law, nearly everything is cleansed with blood, and apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission. It was necessary, therefore, that the copies of the things in the heavens should be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ hasn't entered into holy places made with hands, which are representations of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters into the holy place year by year with blood not his own, or else he must have suffered often since the foundation of the world. But now, once, at the end of the ages, he has been revealed to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this, judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. For the law, having a shadow of the good to come, not the very image of things, can never, with the same sacrifices year by year which they offer continually, make perfect those who draw near, or else wouldn't they have ceased to be offered Because the worshippers, having been once cleansed, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a yearly reminder of sins. For it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Therefore, when he comes into the world, he says, You didn't desire sacrifice and offering but you prepared a body for me. You had no pleasure in whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you didn't desire, neither had pleasure in them those which are offered according to the law. Then he is said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second, by which will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Every priest, indeed, stands day by day, serving and offering often the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But he, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from that time, waiting until his enemies are made the footstool of his feet. For by one offering he is perfected forever those who are being sanctified. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us for after, saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws on their heart. I will also write them on their mind. Then he says, I will remember their sins and their iniquities no more. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having, therefore, brothers, boldness to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the way which he dedicated for us a new and living way, through the veil that is to say, his flesh, and having a great priest over God's house, let us draw near, with a true heart in fullness of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and having our body washed with pure water let's hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful let's consider how to provoke one another to love and good works not forsaking our own assembling together as the custom of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fierceness of fire which will devour the adversaries. A man who disregards Moses' law dies without compassion on the word of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think he will be judged worthy of, who has trodden underfoot the Son of God, and has counted the blood of the covenant with which he was sanctified an unholy thing, and has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. Again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But remember the former days in which, after you were enlightened, you endured a great struggle with sufferings partly being exposed to both reproaches and oppressions, and partly becoming partakers with those who were treated so. For you both had compassion on me in my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your possessions, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession, and an enduring one in the heavens. Therefore, don't throw away your boldness, which has a great reward, for you need endurance, so that, having done the will of God, you may receive the promise. In a very little while, he who comes will come and will not wait, but the righteous one will live by faith. If he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the saving of the soul. Father God, thank you for Jesus, our high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He is our guarantee of a better covenant based on even better promises. Thank you that he is forever making intercession for me, for I surely need it. Thank you for a sacrifice that was made once for all and was more than enough to cover all my sins. Father, write your laws on my mind and on my heart. You are my God, and I am your child. Help me to live my life by faith. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Meditating the Word today. We are almost finished with our journey this year. I'm proud of you for staying committed to making God's Word part of your daily life. Faith comes as we hear the Word, and revelation knowledge comes as we continue to hear, reflect, and meditate on God's Word. I'm so grateful for this shared time with you. This is Cherie, reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.